Hello, gorgeous. So this is a behind-the-scenes look at my VIP Business Leadership Mentorship Program, The Princess Process, helping you step into your purposeful reign as the queen bee of your biz. I am so excited to bring this episode to you because this was one of our first coaching calls that we had within the membership and with our founding members. And I am super excited to pull back the curtain and allow you to have a chance to see A, what the Princess Process is all about, but B, how these six success strategies that we dive into deep on this coaching call really can catapult you into your next level. And also to highlight the power of what coaching can do for you and the breakthroughs that you can have. Now, we have edited around the members for their privacy because you don't get to know these fabulous people until you become a member. But should you like to become a member, enrollment is open until December 6th. And if you are listening to this episode after December 6th, have no fear. Put yourself on the wait list. The link is in the description at crownyourself.com forward slash the princess process. And you will get firsthand access to the princess process when we open again. Enjoy this episode. The breakthroughs are phenomenal. Like I could seriously love on this all day long. Enjoy. Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys and babies. Let's make it rain. And one of the things I've been practicing is feeling all the feelings. So you may have seen the podcast or listened to the podcast that came out about feeling all the feelings. And if you have not listened to the Princess and the Bee podcast, then after this call today, please go there, listen to the podcast, um, jump, uh, listen, leave a review, leave a comment, because that podcast is incredibly valuable for understanding why it's one of the topics that we're going to dive into today on feeling all your feelings. And that's the thing is a lot of times we have this perception that leaders are like feelingless monsters, depending upon the leader that you're, you're thinking of at this moment. Um, but we have this perception that leaders are like stoic in some essences and, and not feeling and they have, the leaders make the hard decisions. And as the leaders of our businesses, as the leaders of our lives, as the leaders of our, of our family or co-leaders of our family, if you have a spouse, then it is our job to lead from a place that is, is conscious. Now, a lot of people lead from a place that is unconscious and that can create a lot of reactionary, uh, blamey scenarios. And so how these coaching calls are gonna work 
is, let me just explain a little bit about that. So how these coaching calls are going to work for the princess pot process before we dive into like the full sermonology. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or things that you want to get coaching around, please, please, please just hop on and raise your hand, drop a message in the chat box, and I will address it as such. That being said, um, make sure for these coaching calls that you are present. Like this is one of the prime benefits of your membership is that you do get one-on-one -on -one coaching in a group setting with me around any area that you're struggling with. When we first tested the princess process, a lot of the feedback that we were getting was that the trainings were so in-depth that they were also so much, it, there was so much to implement that doing it within the span of a week when you're managing all the other things of your life, it definitely created some, some extra stuff. Like it, def it definitely was a little too much to digest. And my main goal for this membership is that you implement, implement, implement. I want you to be implementing the things that you learn at rapid fire speed. I want you to be suddenly taking your life to the next level, doing the things that you are scared of, doing the things that call you to courage, trusting your instinct, tr allowing your mind, your heart, and your gut brains, because you have three brains. Men, it's not just men who have three, who have, another, who have another brain. You have three brains. Your brain, you have your brain brain, you have your heart brain, and you have your gut brain or your instinct. <laughs> and all of these all of these brains tied together, these allow you to make even better, stronger decisions. Now, all of these coaching calls are, if you are not able to make it, will be on the back end inside your Princess Process membership on our membership site at crownyourselfmembers.com. So if you need the password for that or the ability to log in, um, just email my team at info at crownyourself.com and we will get you hooked up so that you can log in and listen because the reason why these coaching calls are so important is that everything that is personal is universal. And a lot of times we come from this place where we think that only this has ever happened to us only and we're, we're not in um, a place to be able to really, we think that no one understands us or no one's gone through this and that creates a separateness. And what that separateness is, that's an illusion of the ego because there is a law of the universe of the law of oneness. Like we are all one. Like we all, like somebody whose feelings are felt the same way. Maybe they're not expressed the same way, but a feeling is felt the same way. Somebody who has experienced grief over losing their dog also understands the feelings of grief that may come from losing your job. Like the emotion is still the same on that emotional level. And that was, that is something that is important for us to understand. This was actually something that was driven home um, yesterday when I drove my dad to rehab, that that allowed us to, the one of the counselors there, he said something great. He said, you're special, but you're not unique. Like we are all special creations. And then the paradox is as well that we are all not special. Like we are all special with, we all come to this world um, with massive, amazing talents 
and that are cultivated and our experiences make us into who we are. And yet at the same time, there is everything about you that is special and there is nothing about you that is special. And so the things that you have experienced, if you are experiencing any form of separateness of a belief that you are in some way, nobody's experienced what you've gone through, nobody understands, that puts you in a cage. It puts you in your own cage of your own mind, which can lead into some very spiraling dark spaces. And so it is my job as your coach and as the leader of the princess process to bring you out of that cage in whatever area you are dealing with. Because while our, while our process focuses on the six pillars of entrepreneurship, they are also the six pillars of any form of leadership. What that means is the mindset of a leader is very different than the mindset of a follower. That is pillar number one. The mindset of a leader is one who takes action and leads with courage. They think from a place of delegation. They think from a place of vision and keeping the big picture in mind. Uh, one of my mentors taught me early on um, that the CEO's job or the, the higher you go up the totem pole in your job, whether you want to become CEO or whatever position you hold, the higher up you go, the less tactile things you will be actually doing. It is more the CEO's job to hold that vision for the future and manage their own energy because it is the CEO or the leader whose energy will permeate into everything that you do, into every person that works on your team, into every person that you interact with, into every single potential customer. You attract what you are. So it is the key job as leaders in our field to understand that we got to fix the certain things about us, the certain tweaks and unconscious beliefs and negative programming or, and fears and limiting beliefs that are holding us back so that they don't ripple into the other areas of our business or into our lives. Because, when, and I'll tell you a story, for example, when I was um, first starting out coaching, I was very, very scared to, to coach. I was very, very, I, I still was questioning. I'd gotten my NLP certification. This was um, after I'd gotten my NLP certification. I got my NLP certification and I was charging higher prices than I had been in the past. Like in the past, many of you know, I was charging $100 a month for four at sessions, which is no longer my prices now, which is why I'm so happy and blessed to share um, coaching with you now on these calls because that is something that is going to be really pivotal to your growth. Um, nothing has grown me faster except for motherhood. Nothing has grown me faster except, except for motherhood as, as coaching has. And the mindset of a leader is essential. That's why most, uh, that's why Fortune 50 CEOs get coaching. That is why um, Olympic athletes have coaches. Not only, per, not only their, their coaches in their specific field, but their coaches in their, um, for their performance, to enhance their energy, to enhance their lives, because everything affects everything. That is pillar number one in the princess process is your mindset because your mindset in how you approach anything will 
affect how you do everything, including that special thing that only you were put on this planet to do. Number two is your skill set. That is the second pillar of the princess process. This is not only your skill set, though, in business. This is not only your skill set. Like, I know we have a lot of coaches in this, in this group and a lot of realtors in this group and some executive producers and some soap makers. It is not your skill set on how well you necessarily do your job. Even though, yes, that is a skill set that you need to cultivate, it is not necessarily a skill set on how well you do your job. It is your emotional skill set. It is how you are able, it is your communication skill set. It's how well you are able to adapt your communication as the leader and how well you are able to be emotionally flexible and look at where in your life you're being reactive. It's looking at your, your toolbox in essence as a leader which yes includes your, your profession, the thing that you do best the thing that only you can do, that you were put on this planet to do, that thing is, is your jam. That thing is your jam and you need to always be honing that. That's why I coach clients. That's why I offer a free 22-minute espresso chat so I can continue to practice uh, getting to know people and asking them questions to dive deeper to give them breakthroughs. That's why I practice, these coaching calls are practice. Like, oh my, oh my gosh, my husband and I practice coaching on one another from time to time. Sometimes we, we're, we're coachable to each other and sometimes we're not uh, fully, fully honest and admit that. Um, at the same time, your skill set as a communicator is essential for how do you lead your team. Your emotional skill set, how well do you feel your feelings and drop them? That was one of the big uh, lessons for me this past couple of weeks is how well could I feel my feelings and then drop them. And I'll give you a specific example because I used to have a lot of fears, especially when you first start entering into like the coaching world and the mindset world and you know how powerful your mind really is and what your mind can do and how you're always manifesting every single moment of your life. Like you know how power, once you know how powerful your thoughts are and how your thoughts permeate into your feelings and then your feelings turn into re, like your manifestations, like holy moly, what happens? Oh dear God, if you feel a negative feeling or a negative emotion. And I used to feel a lot of shame and fear around feeling anything that wasn't joy or gratitude or love or happiness or appreciation or anything like that. And it wasn't until I read an amazing book called The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership that I finally sighed the most giant sigh of relief where I was so excited to, to have the permission to feel all the feelings and the difference between a feeling and an emotion and the difference between a feeling and feeling a feeling and then choosing to feel suffering. So in the past, how I used to deal with this in the past when I, um, had I dealt with any stress or especially around my dad, um, I would have been very reactionary. I would have reacted with anger or fear or whatever. And then I would have held on to that. And then I would have let that fear perpetuate. 
And then I would have started to tell stories. I would have taught, not, not lies, but started to tell stories because our stories are our perceptions. I would have started to tell stories around this fear that I had, this fear of, of whatever it was. And then I would have repeated those stories. And then I, by telling those stories, by repeating them, it only enhances the, the, the feeling which then has now turned into an emotion that you're holding on to. And negative emotions, as you know, if you've had any time working with me whatsoever, are toxic for your bodies. The science has so many studies on the, what stress does to your body. Science has so many studies on what anger, repressed anger can do, repressed rage. One of the number one books I recommend to all of my clients is Healing Back Pain by Dr. John Sarno, which is very, which, um, is very much about how repressed negative emotions take hold inside the body. And he breaks down the science of actually how it constricts the blood vessels. Um, when there is a repressed negative emotion like anger or rage. And I would carry that around. And then I would continue to talk about it. And it, an, a negative emotion would last for me for about a week, maybe two, where I would be living in this story. Versus now, I was shocked. I decided to do an experiment a few weeks ago when I, when I finally read, read the 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. And I've been experiencing, you know, I, I'm human. I experience negative emotions as well, like you. Um, I've been experiencing some negative emotions. And I was like, okay, the book talks about the study that shows that a feeling lasts a good 90 seconds. And then it's your job. And it's the job of a feeling to feel, to be felt, and then to release. And that for me was something that was so powerful because I had never given myself the, the permission to feel the feeling. So for example, I'll take you back again a couple years ago, holding on to that negative emotion for, two for a week or two, however long. And then on top of it, I would have added fear that, oh my God, by continuing to feel this feeling of anger or fear, I am now not manifesting my goals because I would have shame around it. So I would try to like pretend like the fear wasn't happening. And, th and then I would, have, uh, I would have shame around it. So I wouldn't talk about feeling that feeling. And I would try to put on a happy face and it wasn't working because <laughs> our brains crave congruency. It wasn't working. So for me, when I, I finally gave myself permission to feel all the feelings, I decided to do a test. I decided to test out this theory of feeling a feeling for 90 seconds. And this is, again, it pours into our emotional skill set, skill set number two, uh, pillar number two of the princess process, for those of you who are just joining. Um, and this, this thing, this feeling, this test, I would allow myself to, to feel it for 90 seconds, just like the feeling of hunger. Because if you think about it from the perspective of what a feeling is, you get feelings all the time. Feelings come up, anger, sadness, guilt, shame, rage, jealousy, comparison, which is kind of like jealousy, frustration, doubt, which is correlated to fear, um, overwhelm, 
boredom, hunger, all of those are feelings. And I give you, if you need permission today to feel any of the rainbow of feelings, I give you permission today to feel all the feelings for the duration of 90 seconds. So 90 seconds gives you the chance to feel the surge of the feeling because a feeling is kind of like a wave. So like when you've experienced a feeling of hunger, you experience those initial like, oh, oh, huh, huh. And then it suddenly surges until your stomach is actually rumbling. That is a feeling. So that's exactly what any other feeling is doing inside your body. So perhaps you have a feeling that of, of anger and you start to feel those like little, huh, hmm, feelings. So what is best to do, and this is, this is from the book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. What is best to do is to start breathing. Just breathe. It's, it's super simple. You want to start breathing. You want to know what it is that you're, you're feeling, and then you want to be able to release that feeling from staying trapped in your body. So the big thing is you want to locate, number one, you want to locate the sensation inside of your body. Where are you feeling it? So let's say, for example, you feel um, anger. Like I had an experience two and a half weeks ago where I suddenly had this like, mm, I was pissed. Like me and, and God wanted to have some words. And I was like, okay, cool. I, I now having read the 15 commitments of conscious leadership, I am going to, um, <clears throat> I'm going to feel this feeling because in the past I would have tried to repress it and like pretend like it didn't exist because, oh dear God, all the shameful thoughts of, of it, it preventing me from manifesting when instead you go through the feeling and then you'll, you'll be able to get back to your normal state within 90 seconds. You just got to go through it. Just like riding on a, on a, on a wave with a surfboard. So the first step is to locate the sensation in your body. So you want to feel bring your intention and attention to what is the feeling and then you want to kind of describe it as as naturally as possible and ask just think of of it as like your cells kind of vibrating like vibrating bits and they're doing something they're busy they're busy doing something like maybe if you're feeling anger they're you're feeling it like in your neck and you want to like roll your neck or maybe if you're feeling if like for me, when I felt anger two and a half weeks ago, I felt it in my fist and I was like, whoo, ho, hmm, okay. I'll, like I could feel my fist just bulging up like I wanted to punch something. And so I breathed into it. I allowed it to breathe. So a lot of times when we are under some sort of stress or some sort of negative emotion or fear, our breathing shifts. Our breathing shifts normally into the top third of our lungs, so we're not using our full lung capacity. So you want to start breathing into the fullness of your lungs and your diaphragm, just like Pilates breathing. You want to breathe into the fullness of your lungs and your diaphragm so you're actually feeling all those feelings, and you're allowing yourself to breathe into it just like you would if you were, if you were really nervous before stepping on stage. So you want to really breathe into it. And then allow, accept, or appreciate the sensation that you're feeling. So ask yourself the question, can I allow these sensations to be here? 
can I allow for these sensations? So for example, when I was feeling the bulging anger burbling forth, I was currently with Declan. It had nothing to do with Declan. I just read a very unfortunate email and I could feel the, it burbling forth. And I was like, okay, I can't allow these. I, I choose not, not I can't, but I choose not to allow these, this to release in front of my son. So I passed him off to Spike and I was like, okay, now I can allow these sensations to be here. Now I can appreciate this, this sensation. Now I can allow for it to be here. I had to, uh, you have to ask that question because sometimes there are certain situations where you can't, where you have to either choose to remove yourself or, or shift or step away from your team or do something different so that you don't have those feelings like bubble up. But if you can allow it, if you're in a place where you can accept it, and then ideally if you can appreciate it, then you want to match your experience with an expression. Now, what an expression is, it's not going to your best friend or calling up your coach or call her calling up me or call or doing anything that prevents you, that causes you to talk about the problem. It's not now when you're feeling the feeling, it is not the time to talk about the problem and regurgitate it. Because what that does is it gets the feeling trapped in thought. When you get the feeling trapped in thought, then it starts spinning on that negative hamster wheel that's in our mind that the crappy inner critic likes to likes to run. So you want to make sure that it's not getting trapped inside thought. So instead, you want to match your experience with some sort of tonal expression and some sort of physical movement. So for me, when I experienced that emotion of anger, what I went to do is I walked my, my butt outside and I had the punching bag and I wanted, to, I wanted to punch something. I could feel it in there. So I allowed a big, ha, ha, ha. And I punched that bag for probably only about a minute. And I allowed for it to, to get out of there rather than holding it, holding onto it, letting it get caught up in regurgitation of the emotion. So when you recycle or regurgitate the negative emotion, what's happening is you're letting it get caught in the thought process. And I saw this a lot with my dad these past couple of weeks of him focusing on the fear of the feelings that he was feeling and allowing them that fear that, and that, that those feelings to get caught up in his head with then spiraling and continuing to regurgitate fears and more fears, because that's what happens is, is neurons that fire together, wire together. So the more that you are focusing on the problem, the more that you're focusing and then adding fear and then adding more negative emotions, it causes a snowball effect. So once you create that expression of some sort of vocal movement and it, it was some sort uh, with some sort of movement, physical movement, and with some sort of vocal sound, that's how you allow it to release. So I see this all the time when Declan does it. Like you can notice this with babies. Like when Declan starts feeling a feeling, his little face gets all like beet red and he's like, he, like he was not happy about me coming up for this call today. And so he started, he started to get all beet red and his hands started to ball up. And then he started to let those tears out and meh, meh, meh. And that, that, that was what I heard. And that was his experience of that feeling. 
And that was fine. I let him experience that. And I also explained to him that mommy had some people to serve on this coaching call. So, and let me know if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want coaching around, just type it in the chat box and we'll start to, uh, we will start to answer those promptly within about 10 minutes. So first come voice and if not, we'll just keep sermonizing. So that's something that's incredibly powerful to adding to your emotional skill set of as a leader. Your communication skill set, we'll dive into that uh, more deeply in the trainings inside the Princess Process because I'll be teaching you advanced NLP communication techniques like sleight of mouth techniques and uh, chunking up and chunking down and all the good things with the Milton model and the meta model so that you can use, have massive behavioral, behave, behavioral flexibility. Um, next, the third pillar is our systems. Systems are not just uh, the technology that you use inside of your business. Systems are people. You are a system. You are bo your body is working as a system, as a holistic unit, in order to support you in, in keeping you alive. Your team is a system. They were function, the people inside your team, the individuals in your team are systems. The people, your team as a whole are systems. And yes, your systems do also include your technological systems of opt-ins or, um, or of how you delegate or your organizational systems and, and your productivity. Your productivity is a, is a byproduct of your system. Your, how you take care of your health is a system. And so in the Princess process, what we will be doing is we will be diving into the systems that are the most effective for your life and the systems that are not the most effective. So we're gonna look at the strategies, the success strategies that you have already going for you right now, this moment, you have some that are working, whether it's in your relationships or your body or your, your fam family relationships or your kids or your business or your, your career path, whatever it is, you have a success system that is working currently. And then we tweak it to enhance it to make it even more efficient and, and higher performing. The way you treat your body is a system. Your morning routine is a system. And it is one that if you do not have a morning routine, let me know and we will get you started on a morning routine that works for you. That can be a question that we can answer in another one of our coaching calls because your morning routine is essential to set you up for success. And now every, there is no one size fits all morning routine. I like a combination of meditation, exercise, and creativity. Those are the three things that really set me up for a really successful day. Now, not everybody is as crazy pants as I am and wakes up at 4.30 to do their routine, even though these past two weeks I have not, and I have not woken up quite that early, but I have relied on my system of exercise and my habit of exercise that has really given me some grounding during this difficult time. My breakfast is a system. Like, I don't think about what I eat for breakfast every single day. I eat the same thing. It eliminates the decision-making process early on so I can save the choices, the, the big decisions for my creative decisions, for my leadership decisions. 
So that is why a morning routine is so essential, a morning system, a system to set you up for success because those systems that you have in your life for your productivity, for your health, when those can run on autopilot, it allows you to be much more creative with finding solutions in every other area of your life. And so that is what we will dive into. We will also, of course, dive into uh, the systems of hiring and uh, managing leadership, uh, managing your team, and building funnels, should you care to. We will, we will dive into all of those systems, should you need those systems, should the collective need be for those. But really, it is about your the systems that you have currently, um, which ones have a kink in them? Because, you know, if you throw a wrench into the middle of a car engine, think of systems like a car. So you have a beautiful working car, it functions perfectly, and then you throw a wrench into the engine. Well, what's going to happen? That, that wrench is going to, like the car is not going to go at either as efficiently or it's not going to go at all. And if you have a part of your system that is maybe lacking lubrication, like oil or something, then, then the car is going to also have struggle with that. And so what we do is we lube up your systems. No, I do not mean that in the way that you think that it is, that maybe I just am the only one who took it that way. But um, we lube up your system so that you can be operating at high performance. And then we go into the, the fourth pillar of the princess process, which is your branding. Your branding is not just your business. Your branding is how are you showing up as the leader of your business? We are all personal brands, every single one of us. So as I take a sip of my ketones, hold on. So because we are all personal brands, it is essential that we think of ourselves as the leader, as the director of the brand. So think of how, now if you're somebody like a celebrity like Lady Gaga or um, any other celebrity, Lady Gaga is just the one that comes to mind right now. Um, if you're a celebrity, you have a team of brand specialists and if you're somebody like Lady Gaga, who's very on top of her brand, she's not letting other people brand her. She's owning her own brand. Now, you have seen someone like Lady Gaga, someone like Madonna, someone like um, J-Lo, their brand shifts and evolves and you're as yours will too. And that's totally fine. For those of you who started following me years ago, um, my brand has shifted. It's been, gotten a little bit more rebellious. And that's just because I've gotten a little bit more in touch with my Enneagram 8 side of the challenger. So I've owned the fact that I teach something mainly, which is ownership. I teach something that not a lot of people are very, like it's a common, it's, it's necessary for you to lead and everybody wants ownership, but they don't necessarily want to do the things that allow them to own their shit in essence. And what your personal brand is, is I ask you, how do you show up fully and authentically as yourself with congruence? Personal branding and business branding is congruence. 
you see me on the street and I am the same in person. My energy is probably is the same as it is on this coaching call. It is the same as it is with my husband. It is the same as it is with my son. A lot of times though, <clears throat> people get can, especially who suffer from a limiting belief that they're not enough, they will fragment parts of their lives. And I say this having done this, they will fragment parts of their lives and expose only certain parts of themselves to only certain people. So if you act a different way around your boss than you do around your spouse, and I don't mean, I know I obviously know that that you certain respect factors come into play, obviously. You may be a little bit looser with your language around your spouse and less around, around your boss. But you may be able to tailor, you can tailor yourself a little less sparkly or rebellious or whatever, but you're not eliminating that part for that area of your life. And that's the thing, that's the difference between uh, being congruent with your brand, your personal brand and your business brand and not being congruent at all. So like, for example, if you preach that your brand is all about and your business is all about uh, transparency and yet you're hiding your finances from your husband and how much you make because you feel ashamed that or not ashamed, you feel proud that you make more than him, but you don't really you don't really want to rub his face in it then that's a problem. Like that's being incongruent with your brand. So branding for me, it's more about the concept of congruence because congruence is crucial to your mental health. Like you want to be showing up congruent with all in all areas of your life, your business, your career, if you have a, if you don't own a business, if you're a, if you're different than a entrepreneur, your, um, your, relationships, your, your private life, all of that, it should fall under the same brand values. So what are your values for your brand? What are your values for yourself? What are the main values that you have that you are so super stoked about? What are the things that you, that you totally value more than anything in this, on this planet? And if you want a great values test, you can go to, I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm suddenly like super burpy. Um, you can go to www.mybankcode.com forward slash Spencer and take a free personality test on me. Um, it's normally $49 or $97. Um, and you can get the free personality test so you can see where your values land and what your values really are. Um, and so that's, that's, that's basically it for branding is branding is basically how do you show up congruently as the leader of your brand? So for example, I, the, the times that I have made the least money in my business is when I have not been showing up as a leader for my team. And I can tell you that when I have backed down from that leadership position or I haven't kept on top of them or I haven't, um, and, and not keeping on top of them as, as in a micromanaging way, but stayed on top of like goals and set, set quarterly markers and broken down the tasks and had all the organizational systems. I still am working on building all the organizational systems. Thank God for Abigail because she is helping. <laughs> she is my, my go-to admin girl for organizing. Um, so it is about 
being congruent with what you preach. If I was, if I'm like my other big thing that I teach is ownership. It's being at cause for your life. It's owning your life. It's owning your results. It's owning where you are. And it's showing up fully saying, you know what? I've got this shit. I've got these flaws. I've got these mistakes in my past. I own that that happened. Here's what I learned next. Rather than being at the effect of yourself, which is a common thing for a lot of high achievers, being at the effect of yourself where you instead beat yourself up because, oh, you didn't do this right, which, which in the 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership, they call it being the hero of, of the victim story. So, oh, I should have been more responsible and hold on, let me beat myself up for that thing that I should have done, but I didn't know to do. Well, now instead of beating yourself up about what you should have done and should have, could have, would have done, instead own your shit and then do it a different way. You learned a lesson. So that is something that if I, if I practiced that, if I was not in congruence with ownership, then my brand would be out of congruence with, with me. Um, and that's when you will see a decrease in profits. I can say I can see a direct correlation from my profits and my success from when I have been out of integrity with my congruence. The fifth pillar of the princess process is your marketing. Your marketing is not just the things you post on social media. It's not just the, the way that you communicate in an email. It's not just the logo that you have. Your marketing is your message. Your marketing is your mission. So the marketing aspect of the princess process is really geared toward how do you spread the message about your mission? While we will dive into tactics, I do want to break down this, this common misconception around marketing. A lot of people think they teach marketing strategy, but they really teach marketing tactics. So a webinar is a tactic. It is not a strategy. A live stream is a tactic. It is not a strategy. A website is a tactic. It is not a strategy. Operating with marketing strategy means you are crystal clear as to your message, who it's best suited for, and normally your message is best suited for a younger version of yourself. So if you think of somebody that you are serving currently, somebody that is your ideal customer, somebody that is your ideal person to, to your ideal client, they are generally about six to months to two years in some area of their life behind where you are now. So for example, I coached a woman who was just launching her business, very similar story to mine. So she was in the process of launching her website, a website that she had delayed because of doubt and fear of rejection, a website that she had delayed for two years on actually launching. And through coaching her, she was able to forgive herself for the resentment that she was currently holding on to in her business. Not a good thing when you're about to actually launch it. 
um, the resentment for it not making money when really that's, that's a sign of blame. Um, and she then was able to launch her website and rock it out. I mean, and that's the thing is that you want to be aware of like, if you look at that and you've, you, many of you know my story with Crown Yourself, like it took me two years to launch Crown Yourself, two years to actually have it be a business that's making money. So prior to that, when I came up with the idea for Crown Yourself, um, and I say as of 2016, I mean of late, late, late 2016, like late, late, late 2016, but we were positioned in a place where we were making money in 2016, whereas a year and a half, two years prior, I'd come up with the idea on my honeymoon and had been so scared to pull the trigger to make it actually something that was profitable and of service and really as sparkly and as glorious as, as it is today. And so I was, I was able to coach this person around this thing because I had been through it. So your ideal customer, the person that you are marketing to or messaging to or communicating with that ideal person for you and your business is your self from about two years ago. Here's the caveat and here's the glorious paradox. You will also see whether you're in, in coaching or in product-based businesses, you will also see a paradox and a similarities of the struggles that they are going through now as well as the struggles that you are currently going through presently. So you will see the parallels of them experiencing certain things that you are currently experiencing in many ways. For example, I coached another client who was struggling to feel fulfilled in her business. She was not loving her her model. She had built her business to be an online thing that was basically for profit. And really the whole reason in her soul and her heart was she created it to be of service. So the, the concept of doing certain things for profit, like having online marketing funnels and things like that, it really wasn't congruent with her overall mission that was being of service to nonprofits. And so instead, when we shifted and, and worked together on really what her overall mission was, we came up with a plan that would actually allow her to have joy in what she was doing and to actually be of service and to actually do it in a way that was fun versus in a way that wasn't. The same though was true for my business in a different way. While my business has been making money, it also has had some struggles. It has had some, some, and, and by I, by it, I mean me. I have worked prior. I have worked with clients one-on-one -on -one when I was teaching Pilates, face-to-face, human-to-human interaction. And I took my business into being an all virtual online coaching and ed digital education business. But the problem was, was that I eliminated the thing that I loved the most was human to human interaction. And I don't mean like, I don't get the human to human. I get the human to human interaction when I interact with my, with my private clients or with you on this coaching call. Um, again, if you have any questions, just drop them in. So that was something that was incredibly important to me. And I was wondering how could I bring more joy to this business that I'd created because I really miss talking to people. Like 
on a more consistent basis. Because with my private client packages, they're pretty spaced out. Like you're working with me for six months, but we're not talking every day or we're not, I'm not seeing my private clients every week. So it just depends on what package you have. Um, but I'm not seeing people 10 hours a day, every day, like I was when I was teaching Pilates. And I miss that. I miss that human to human connection. So that's why I added in one, my new espresso chats, which are for anybody new who's signing up for my newsletter or getting opting into one of my freebies. And the other thing was I started doing more speaking gigs. I started getting booked at speaking gigs so I could interact person to person because when I'm live, I thrive. That is just my thing. I am really, really rocking on stage and in front of an audience and giving presentations and coaching from the stage. And it's just one of my skill sets. So that is something that I just chose to step into. And even though the stage I, was, I, I had had some limiting beliefs in the past of like, oh, I'm not so sure. I, you know, my name is not that big and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, how do you build your name? Well, you get up on stage and stages and you just start talking. So <laughs> I decided to add that into my business. So, and, and use that as a tool for marketing. So it's not only marketing is not only the message that you share, it is how you choose to share it. And that is more the tactic. So we'll dive into both because the message that you share and who you share it to is the strategy. How you choose to share it is the tactic. Selling from stage, speaking from stage is a tactic. Teaching from webinars, connecting through webinars is a tactic. Connecting through networking events is a tactic. Those are all tactics versus strategies. We're going to go into both inside the Prince's process. Lastly, we have sales. And I know we have some career women in here and who aren't really doing sales at this point. They're not in sales professions. Um, but sales is not just sales. Sales is not just bringing money into your business. Sales is your ability to serve and be of influence. It's your influence and persuasion skills, which applies to every area of your life. Sales is communication in the vein of influence and persuasion. I sell to my toddler why he needs to eat his zucchini before he has chocolate. I sell the idea to my husband. It's not a hard sell. I was about to say I sell the idea to my husband that we need to go off and have a date night, but that's not a hard sell. Uh, that's a really easy sell. I sell to my clients a package for coaching. I sell the princess process. I all, but I use the vein of influence, of persuasion, of those tools of communication to share with you how that sale is valuable to you because I do not believe in selling anybody anything that they do not need. Just like, I mean, I wouldn't sell my husband date nights if he or I did not need them. We need them. We have a toddler. It's necessary. Sales and in a career position, your sales is the same as it is for my sales. It's how do you persuade your boss to buy into that idea of yours? How do you persuade a network to buy into that show? How do you persuade a agent to buy into the idea that that, that one 
star needs to come into your production. How do you persuade the, uh, how do you influence, how do you sell the idea? You're just selling ideas. When I sell my coaching, I'm selling the idea that that would be valuable, that they will have, that they, and not just the idea that that will be valuable, I'm selling the idea of what their life will be once they have it. I'm selling the idea of courage. I'm selling the idea of ownership once I have established the value that that is. Just like if you're in the health coaching space, you are selling the idea that being healthy is much better than being not. If you are in the soap making business, you are selling the idea that buying organic products is far better than buying store-bought chemical-laden products. Like you are set, we are all in the business of selling ideas and that is where persuasion and influence come in. So these six pillars, we are what we will be diving into in every coaching call, in every training, in every week, we will dive into one or all or two or four of the pillars in order to move you forward. I also have for you, as of next week, a little short survey for you to determine, a fun little quiz for you to determine which of the pillars you need to address first. Because we all have some area where we're struggling more than others. So maybe... And, and sometimes we'll think it's one area when really it's, it's another one. So say, for example, you're struggling with your sales. And yet, it's really the mindset that you don't believe in your business or in your ability to sell or in your ability to communicate that that's really where you're struggling. It's not in your ability to, it's not in the actual selling of the product or selling of the idea or the actual talking about the the service that you provide, it's in the belief system or the mindset, meaning pillar one, of whether you believe that you're actually worthy to sell at that price point or whether you believe that you deserve to make income from doing something that you love or whatever. The same is true for your systems. You might think that the system of of your health or your morning routine is really linked, the, 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 the crux is you don't really have a morning routine. Well, that could also stem back to mindset well, where you have a values priority issue where you're choosing to put other people and people please others before you please yourself and take care of yourself. And I can guarantee you that is the quickest way to burn out. That is one of the quickest ways to burn out. Or your system of a more, having a solid morning routine is affected by the fact that you don't have a skill set in any sort of fitness or nutrition. So you're lacking that skill set of how to eat properly or how to, in a way that fuels your body, that makes your body feel really good. Or you're ha lacking a, a skill set of knowing how to exercise in a way that feels really good for your body and, or knowing what to do with all those machines at the gym. Like that's a skill set. That's a skill set that needs to be learned. It's not necessarily that the system is the problem. It's the fact that you don't have certain skill sets that you need to have in order to have that system running effectively. 
So this little quiz that you'll be getting next week, um, please, please, please be sure to turn them in. Let me know <coughs> inside our Facebook group what is the number one area that we need to start focusing on because I will work as collectively look at all of your answers and then we'll combine them to see where is the area that you need help with the most and how can I be of massive service to that area so that we can get all of these six pillars firing like pistons on a six-cylinder engine and that you zoom into the rockin' next six months so that we end 2019 with more success more prosperity, more love, more happiness, more joy, more courage, more righteous, awesome ownership than you've ever experienced in your entire life. I will talk and I will train on these coaching calls, but really these coaching calls are for you to ask questions because that is the difference between coaching and any other form of training. Like training can be learned it's it's a learned skill coaching is you getting questions asked sometimes silly dumb sounding questions you have getting questions asked and questions thrown at you that allow you to find your own answer instead of me giving you the answers so that being said that is incredibly necessary for your growth because you already have all the answers inside of you that are just some of them might be a little more buried than others under past programming, conditional programming, societal conditioning, um, familial conditioning, and all that sort of conditioning, plagiarized beliefs and all of that. So what I do as the coach is I ask you questions and dive dig deeper with you, not just me doing the digging for you, but I dive deeper and dig deeper with you so that we get you striking that treasure box of that secret thing, that gut thing that was always with you forever since the beginning of time that you already knew. You just had to find it and unbury it under from out from underneath all the that past conditioning and societal programming. So with that being said, bring your questions. We will be having our second coaching session of the month at the end of July. So bring your questions then, bring your comments, bring your concerns. Thank you so much for showing up, for participating. If you are listening to this on the replay, you rock like good for you doing your freaking homework and going back and learning. And I am so excited to work with you inside the Princess Process. As always, please leave any questions, comments, concerns, or things that you have inside the Princess Process so that we can address them toot sweet and you can get those questions answered. Thank you so much. And as always, remember, your reign is now. Own your throne, mind your business, and let's make it rain. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, 
business, and life that rules.